right. Welcome to Parks and Conversation, a rewatch journey of the classic NBC sitcom Parks and Conversation is one of the many programs no, that has come out Parks of the Michael Schur universe. We're, <laughs> we're what? Parks and Conversation. What did I say? You said Parks and Conversation. They're Parks okay. and Recreation. Well, you know what? Hopefully in it's a multiverse. Yes. And I hope hopefully whenever these episodes are dug up from the time capsule that you know people said this is the most important thing from humanity, um, they'll say like, we're really they're one in the same. You can't mm. you can't watch parks and recreation without the com- companion piece parks and conversation. Right. So I you know, I'm I'm not trying to be braggy, but I, I think it's gonna be good. So yeah, and important. That, that was the original mission, anyway. So we're to I think be we're, good and important. Yes, just like Leslie Nope. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's actually my personal mission statement. <laughs> Jason Duman, be good and important. Um, speaking of which, I am Jason Duman, and right across the way, all the way across town, by the power of the internet and Grace Skull, is uh, my friend Jeremy Schmidt talking on the other microphone. Hey. He's already talked, but there he is. That's me. It's it's a me, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that happened. And um, we have been working our way through season one of Parks and Recreation. Uh, I said it right that time. All right. All right. I'm not keeping and, score. Oh. Yet. Okay. Um, if you hear my dogs barking in the background, they are excited for a friend to come over. So that's happening. Um, like a dog, so just, like a dog friend. No, my wife's friend from work. Um, yeah. So there will be quilting involved is what I understand. Uh, quilting. Quilting is something that I think it will come up again later in the show. Leslie Nope has many skills. Quilting is one of them. I was and wondering when, where you're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And when, uh, when we get to that, I hope, that section. I hope that my my wife and her quilting skills will be at the same level as Leslie, and that she will too build, uh, uh create unity quilts. So, because that's the best use of a quilt. Yeah, bringing families together. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so today we, uh, Jeremy, what which episode are we watching or t- and discussing? Uh, uh, this is episode five, the banquet. The banquet and. Uh, this is basic premise of this episode is Leslie's mom, Marlene, is being awarded a town, like a, a prestigious award for the town of Pawnee called the Tellison Award. And it's got a banquet. There's speeches involved. It's a time for people to hobnob and, uh, and all kinds of stuff. And so Leslie is very excited about it. But then she also sees the darker side of local politics. Mm-hmm. That's pretty pretty much the show, right? Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. All right, well, all right. episode so, six all right, next well, week. We'll see you yeah. guys next week. All right. <laughs> so, uh, and, you know, hilarity ensues. So, off the top, just before we jump into d- details, um, are you, how did you feel? I know you've seen this before, mm-hmm. but how did you feel about this episode um, when you finished it? Like, what were, what feelings were stirred up inside of you? 
I was not prepared for this. Uh, feelings? I, I know. No, I, I thought this was okay. This was a this was an okay episode. I tried to track the storylines and all that. And this was a little bit more difficult as far as a typical um, kind of A, B, Act 1, 2, and 3 a little bit. Um, there's a couple of different storylines going on, as we'll find out. Um, I thought this one was pretty good. Again, I think they're still trying to figure things out. And... Um, but there's some there's some really funny parts to it as well, and I just like that they're still fleshing out these characters as we as we move forward with this first uh, season. Right. Yeah. What did, what did um, you think? Uh, I I liked Leslie less from the after watching this episode. Mm. Like the previous few episodes, I was like, okay, I think Leslie she's intense, but I'm starting to like her. And then with this episode, I liked her less because it seemed um, it seemed like she was easily manipulated by her mother. Um, And so, I mean, Leslie's trying to figure out what does it mean to be a local politician? But um, yeah, it just felt like the Leslie I know is going to be so much stronger than this Leslie. Right. And and so it was frustrating. But I also. started to like Mark more. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I really generally don't like him, but this episode is like, Hey, you're not the, the absolute worst, right? You're just up there on the list of worst. I think that's the hardest so. part about this rewatch is no, again, I think we said this in like the first episode is knowing where these characters kind of end up and then trying to take them by an episode by episode basis as though we've never seen it before. So right. yeah, I, yeah, I, I didn't, yeah, Leslie was really, I like this episode from that standpoint. Leslie is figuring out what politics really means. And she makes a decision later that I think really kind of, kind of, I feel like sets her on a trajectory for the rest of even the series. Cause we don't really see the side of her too many more times as far as trying to be this, you know, a, a real political animal um, in Pawnee. Right. Yeah. So uh, there were, there will be some as she, um, develops but yeah she really is trying to be a person of integrity and yeah. so when she sees the dark side of local politics um she she can't do everything that is re- required of her in the moment and that's good because what they were requiring of her was a was not a good thing so yeah so i you know Tom is the same. We're learning mm-hmm. more about Ron in, in this episode. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so it's just an interest. It was interesting. I felt kind of weird. Like next episode, everything kind of clicks. Uh, it's the season finale of, of, of the first season. And like, it's a really, I think it's a really solid episode. This one just kind of left me feeling just kind of like, well, I don't like these people very much. Yeah. So. Um, all right. So the cold open of uh, episode five, it starts with Leslie walking up a hill. Uh, and I don't really understand why that they chose that specific location, but it was the, for like filming because it didn't look convenient. But it was the site of uh, where the Pawnee tribe killed a trader, uh, like a, a white settler trader person who traded um a baby for what is now indianapolis um solid <laughs> solid deal yeah it seems like a pretty good deal um but the the uh the 
natives there, they were not pleased with this man and they eventually killed him. And the, and Leslie goes into great detail about how they reused all of the parts of his body for, um, you know, for their purposes, like his legs were rain sticks and that kind of stuff. And the solid joke from this, uh, <laughs> this, this cold open is, you know, back then Indians used all the parts of the settler. And I, I laughed real hard. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to lie because that's, you know, the, the classic stereotype trope is that, you know, Native Americans use honor the whole animal by using all of the animal. And here they're doing that with the settler as well. Yeah. Do you think it laugh. was, do you think it was the, the settler's baby or was it just like a spare one that they took along the journey? Like, you know, so like, you know, in um, the Oregon Trail, the video game, right. when you, when you yeah. hit one of the forts and you have to buy your supplies, do you think they yeah. just like, like, hey, we need a trading baby or babies? <laughs> yeah, that is a great question. I don't yeah, know. They, they, um, they never really answer that, which kind of bummed me out. Yeah. Well, maybe it's in a deleted scene. Okay. There's no way to know for sure until you get the actual screenplay for the table read. Um, yeah, but I, I always had a hard time with the, the sadness of the Oregon trail because like if the parents died and the kids didn't, those kids were just out there on their own. So maybe it was a found baby that not necessarily acquired from a trading post or a a fort maybe they came along the wreckage of the fallout um, from dysentery. Yeah, fallout from oh gross. Um, and uh, and they found a baby, and they said we better keep this baby. Might come in handy someday. Yeah, like a land <laughs> for like like land trading. Just say, for instance, hypothetically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this got real sad. Man. So, um, yeah, now I'm sad. And then the theme starts happening. Bump, oh, bump, I, I, yeah, bump. I like the theme. Yeah. <laughs> There yeah, you go. happiness again. Bring it back. Bringing it back around. Um, and so uh, it cuts to the to Leslie talking about how her mom, Marlene Briggs-Nope, is being awarded for the Tellison Award, um, which, again, is a prestigious award for local politicians and government workers. It sounds like the most boring thing you could possibly go to. Yeah. And well, go ahead. I was just going to ask, what do you think at this point is... You, Leslie's motivation that that's what I was trying to like pinpoint like the fact that her mom's getting honored she is kind of tagging along and trying to feel important along the way but what is what does she want out of this episode well she Would says you- early on that, that she wants to uh when she's talking about her speech like throw a, a, a reference to the speech so that people know that she's also kind of a big deal in Pawnee yeah she is a a town player part of that family dynasty that she keeps bringing up yeah okay yeah she wants to be a part of a dynasty like like the Bushes or the Kennedys without the drinking problem (laughs) yeah no offense um which is Leslie's joke um so what is interesting though like a couple couple weeks ago we talked about the town forum and Marlene uh was at the town forum and she looked like knowingly at Leslie as as the whole thing was falling apart, but she managed to get out of the forum without taking a vote. Um, and so at that time, you and I were like, uh, is she proud of her? Or is she kind of just like, oh, sorry, I got a text message. Uh, bye, Mark has read. Um, and, uh, and here we do hear that Marlene shows some pride in Leslie for the way she handled the forum. 
even though it was a complete train wreck. Um, and then she says, you know, if you do, if you keep doing this kind of stuff, you'll eventually get your own Teleson award. So Leslie is feeling like she's part of this dynasty. Marlene is like, is feeding that in, like in, in her, like saying, yeah, you can be a part of being a town influencer and get a Teleson award. And so, um, yeah, so Leslie is definitely thinking bigger than the park, but she really only has the park right to to go on so um and again here we get a little bit more info on ron who gave a uh unrepeatable nickname to uh to marlene and completely bleeped out um but he's basically saying everyone's afraid of marlene and that's the only reason anybody's gonna go to this banquet right because she's so mean so um yeah and then also i just thought it was interesting that he says that's his proudest moment his proudest accomplishment which as we find out ron has done some stuff and like pretty awesome stuff in his life and this is the thing he ends up being the most proud of early on in his his art his story so it's that was pretty funny yeah and he's really he really is a um especially like his proudest achievement in government because he doesn't want to do anything in government right and so the fact that other people are using the same nickname, it's like, I did something. This is my legacy. <laughs> so where Leslie is trying to build a dynasty and legacy of leadership in Pawnee, Ron's legacy is I gave Marlene a great nickname. <laughs> right. So, you know, everybody's got to have a goal. That's right. So, um, yeah. So my, then uh, what were you going to say? I was just going to say mine was just to have a nickname. You You have many nicknames. Oh, wow. I don't, right? You shared them with me before, uh, revolving around your last name and a word that rhymes with your last name. Oh, that's right. Yep. So, I mean, uh, then you didn't. You don't get to choose your nicknames. Yeah. But. <laughs> I got sad again. <laughs> bump, bump. But I don't. Does that help? Yeah, that helps. All right. So now, so now, Leslie, Leslie, and Tom are working on the speech. Uh, Leslie's speech, right? Yeah, and I love. Uh, you know how Leslie thinks like Tom is a reliable person. Right. She still thinks that. And so she's asking him to like dictate. He's dic- she's dictating her speech to him and he completely like writes down the wrong things over and over again. Like Marlene Briggs. Nope. Is my mother. And what Tom writes down is Marlene is morbidly obese. <laughs> and he's like, that's not what I said. Really? Okay. I'll get that. Um, and so he continually, um, just misrecords her notes, which he did previously when trying to like write down famous quotes that she might want to come back to someday. Um, and, uh, and then Tom gives her advice on how to like do the speech, which is somebody who like speaks publicly fairly regularly. Um, everything he said is, is not good. It's not a good idea to just come up as like, I don't know what I'm doing at all. Um, but his advice was like, stay humble, like Abraham Lincoln, who said, I'm president, but I have no idea what I'm doing. And uh, yeah, so Leslie seems to believe him still. Which I don't understand why, um, but mainly just because she likes Tom. Tom's a good kid. Yeah, and he says it in such a convincing way. You know, like he's just very matter of fact about it. Right. Tom is all swagger all the time and yeah so I when think, he asks I, I think i think leslie's a little self-aware as far as like she 
it's just weird because she kind of picks and chooses early on how um or the writers do like how little she knows uh, just about how naive she is about stuff and so i think a part of her character is that she's like oh okay well i haven't heard of that but tom is in the know so that's got to be right you know like the he's he's one of the cool kids so i'll just i'll just go with what he's saying right yeah tom knows stuff leslie doesn't is what leslie believes so and yeah. she she genuinely believes that nobody is going to lie to her. Yeah, everybody's good deep down. Right. Which yeah. <laughs> we'll see how that works out, Leslie. So, um yeah, so they're trying to do the speech and then it cuts to Andy and Anne who uh again, you see the raggedy Ann doll in the mm-hmm. background. Um but uh Anne's getting ready to go to the awards with Leslie and she's looking forward to it because she's never really been able to get out of the house really with uh, Andy having two broken legs. And so she's looking forward to an evening out. Um, And so she's dressing up because Leslie told her to dress up. Um, Yeah. And here, I mean, Andy doesn't really do much at all in this episode other than be the reason Anne has to come home. Yeah, I love the the line. How come you never dress like that for me? And she's like, "Well, I'm not really going to get dressed up to go to the couch." And he laughs. He's like, ah. and then well, it slowly dawns on him. He's like, "Oh man, I'm I'm very lame." Like he he laughs right. at his own burn. It's great, right? Yeah, which Andy will do often in this show. Like he'll laugh when people are because he doesn't really get it, but he's like kind of like a character we will see later. Purred. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the cadence of that is it's a joke and so he knows it's a joke and it it is time to laugh but it's like oh that that's actually kind of mean it's it kind of oh, burns wait that's at me yeah right he's basically a puppy that's true like if you tell your puppy you're a dumb dog in like that kind of voice <laughs> they're gonna love you anyway yeah 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 i know <laughs> yeah so uh yeah, so Anne and Leslie get on the phone and Le- Anne's talking about getting ready and Leslie's going in her own way to get ready for the banquet. And so she goes to Salvatore, um, who is the like the barber for the movers and shakers of Pawnee. And she wants to get a political haircut. And uh, the question that I wrote in my notes at this point is, what is a political haircut? If you had to choose, Jeremy... The most political of haircuts. What would you go with? Uh, I do a left side part, slightly slicked back with a matte pomade. Uh, yeah, a little, you know, off the ears. Um, yeah, that's about that's what I'd go with. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. How about how about you? I, I'd go with the Mister T. Yeah, it's like it's like three mohawks, um, but. In, like a team era, Mr. T. I don't know what Mr. T is doing now other than tweeting about the Olympics. Not Rocky, but, Mr. T. Yeah, not rock, not Rocky, Mr. T, but a team era, Mr. T with the three, the three stranded Mohawk. And uh, mainly because it, it acknowledges that there is a, a left wing and a right wing. But Mr. T, he's trying to go down the middle to find a path forward. He's a centerist. He's a centerist. Yeah. And he pities the fool. Who tries to pull him out of the center? Yeah. So I like that's what I would do. Okay. That's good. So I wish more um I wish really? more politicians would consider their haircuts. Yeah, really send a message with your haircut. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, you've got the mullet, which is sending a message that, you know, like you can take me seriously, but on the weekends, I'm all about the party. That's right. Like business up front, party in the back. You've also got the, uh, the buzz cut, which is like saying, I really don't care. I'm just going to get the job done. Uh, you also have the perm, which is saying, um, I can't get wet forever. Yeah. Humidity is my will turn green. Yeah. Humidity is my enemy. And also anytime somebody gets a perm, they smell terrible. Um, so. And not only does it look like wet dog, but it smells like it too. It does. It's awful. Uh, did you ever have a perm? I didn't. Okay, no. Me neither. Yeah. My mom would give herself perms at home and it was awful. It was just bad for everybody. So they call it a permanent, but it's not. So I think it's a lie anyway. So I don't know why people yeah. go for it. Kind of like reading glasses. Yeah, they don't read for me. No, I still have to do all the actual reading. It's awful. That's why I like movies better. Yeah, it moves. It's telling you the truth. It's no reading. So, yeah. Or the talking pictures, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. They're, t- they're telling you what you do. Trains. <laughs> <That's> stupid. <laughs> so she goes, Alessa goes in to get a political haircut. Um, and uh, Salvatore doesn't care at all about anything and uh unless <laughs> he comes in he's like what do you want me to do with this <laughs> something power, what, powerful and dynastic <laughs> and he's like i don't even know what that means right uh so yeah but he usually cuts men's hair and uh here again we have another example of leslie projecting importance onto something that is utterly unimportant and uh, the haircut that she wants to communicate, it doesn't really matter. And but she thinks it does because, well, this is where the mayor gets his haircut. Right. I mean, so, Sal- Salvatore even calls it the mayor, the mayor. Yeah. And when you think about the mayor learning later on who the mayor of Pawnee is. There is no hair for the mayor. Like, what is he cutting? Because that person is bald. At the, this point in his life. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. He Spoilers. Care. I know. I know. I didn't tell him who. That's true. Who Mayor Gunderson is. But, um, yeah. So, Leslie gets her political haircut. It cuts to Anne, who is at the banquet. And she is even more dressed up than last time we saw her in, like, a formal gown. Um, and she's looking great, ready to party. And she's recognizing right away, I am way overdressed. And then Leslie comes in with a man's haircut and uh, a pants basically suit. a pants suit, basically communicating to the world as they are standing together that Anne and Leslie are a couple, which is not true. And Leslie probably never would have thought of this ever, but that's Anne figures it out right away. Like, oh, this is what people think. And there's a guy who comes and says, "You guys are both so brave." Um, and so this former council member, I can't remember his name. Did you catch his name? No, but they were no, okay. somebody very important because they were in rarefied air. He was a, yeah. Rarefied air and rarefied air. And once again, Leslie has no clue what's happening with all these comments. Cause as they walk in, uh, even April says, um, hello, sir. To, right. To <laughs> Leslie, she walks in. So, and she's just kind of shakes it off. So, yeah. 
She's not paying attention. She's on a mission and she's not paying attention to the social cues that are happening all around her. Um, and, and so, so that's going to be one thread of what's happening at this banquet. Another thread is Ron who only comes for the food. Uh, so we're beginning to see a little bit of this side of Ron, his love for various kinds of meats. And so this is his number three food wrapped in his number one food, uh, bacon wrapped shrimp. And so he gets as much of that as he can handle. Um, and, uh, have you had bacon wrapped shrimp? I have. As a side note. Yeah, yeah. It's good. I can understand why Ron would be willing to endure a government award banquet for bacon wrapped shrimp. I get it. Yeah. I who who would it. think that like a, a land, you know, a land animal wrapped around a sea insect would taste good, but it does. It works. It does. Both of those animals are also considered non-kosher. Um, and so I wonder if it's two negatives making it positive. Now, now we're solving problem. Now we're getting to the root of it. Thank you. What else, what else could apply to that? Um, math and heroin together. <laughs> no, I didn't say meth. I said oh. math. Oh, math. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Ron's b basic whole goal here now is just to get as much shrimp as he possibly can. And as Leslie sits down uh, at their assigned table, she looks behind her and she sees that uh, the person that she needs approval from, former Telesin Award winner Janine Restrepo, is sitting at the next table. Oh, man. And so she wants to get Janine to give her a zoning approval for the park. Um, and so she's trying to figure out how to get Janine's attention, how to have a conversation. And the suggestions that, that Mark gives are, hi, my name is Leslie. I'd like to talk to you about zoning a park. And, uh, but Leslie can't, can't do that. It's gotta be something good. It's gotta be something that's splashy and, and attention grabbing. Cause and Leslie never political. goes halfway. Yeah. Yeah. Very political. And so this is where we start to see Leslie, uh, turn towards the dark side of local politics. And uh, I'd like to just take a moment just to reflect on uh, Leslie and uh, and how this will change her. Um, so let's just take a moment of silence. That was too long. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so like Leslie is like really trying to figure this out and everybody else is just like, let's just talk to her. And then they start, Mark and Anne and Leslie start plugging each other's nose for some reason. Um, yeah, I love that yeah. even Tom's like, what do you... What are you guys doing? Like when Tom is saying that you guys are being ridiculous, you know, you know, it's bad. Right. Yeah. So, um, so then, uh, Leslie goes and talks to Marlene and says, Hey, what should I do? And she's like, well, you should try to butter her up and in your speech, <laughs> and Leslie's speeches. It is so great to be all of, be with all of you and especially you, Janine Restrepo. Um, so that's, that's her idea of buttering her up. In the speech. Yeah. And, and in uh, her speech, she says nothing. No, like she, just she, Marlene is my mother. Yeah. And uh, that's it. <laughs> so all her work on that speech went down the toilet because she tried to impress Mar uh, Janine Restrepo. And then uh, the speech doesn't work at all. 
And uh, and then we see Tom come and say, hey, we need to leave. He's trying to get Mark to go and hit on girls together, uh, which is interesting. Like the timing of this, like Leslie tries to do the speech. Tom is staying just through uh, where his boss is giving a speech. Like that's as far as he wanted to go in this whole evening is to when Leslie's done, I'm out of here because she he doesn't care really about all of this, even though he gives a speech of his own for Marlene in honor of her. But he doesn't care about the whole thing. He's, he's got his own agenda of what he wants to do, which is hit on girls. Yeah. Um, and he's a married person. So what is this all about? What is Tom's deal? He's the worst. He is the worst. But he's also a man stuck in the middle that we will learn about more next season on parks and recreation. Um, yeah. So Marlene then after the speech tells Leslie about uh, who the Tellison winners are. Cause she says, you need to tell uh, Janine that we know about her husband's DUI that she's trying to keep quiet. And I was like, I don't know if I can do that, but Marlene tells her that all the Tellison winners are awful. Hmm. They're all terrible. Interesting. And so Leslie is starting to see how bad, how bad local politics truly is. So, yeah. Um, all right. Anything that you wanted to highlight so far? We're kind of like clipping along here. No, it's good. Okay. We're, yeah, we're moving moving through. Um, yeah. I think the one thing that kind of stuck out is the bar that they wanted to go to is Scully's Bar. Which Scully is a character in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Also oh, yeah. done by Michael Schur. Right. There you go. Yeah, these these names, they, they come back around. Yeah. Um, so, um, Leslie tells Anne, I'm going to try to blackmail uh, Janine Restrepo. Anne says, mm-hmm. that's a terrible idea. And this is where Anne and Leslie have their first fight as friends. Yeah. Um. Because Anne is saying it's a bad idea. And Leslie says, and Andy has three crutches and one of them is you. What? And the other two are crutches. <laughs> yeah. And that's a pretty solid burn. Yeah. That's a pretty intense statement for Leslie to make. And she's so wrapped up in trying to get her way that she un- unthinkingly hurts her friend. And but it's isn't something that, that something ahead. what no it's you something that she's been thinking yeah about her relationship with Andy but it's still like that was a low blow. Yeah, and 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 Anne even said to her, "Do you do everything that your mom tells you?" So there's even in this fight there's truth from both sides but you know, as we as we learn as humans, you know, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And in the heat of the moment, you know, the way Leslie said it was really really mean and then Anne's like I'm good. I'm I'm out. I don't need this. And uh, it takes off. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So this is part of where I'm like, man, I don't really like Leslie. Yeah. She's a mean person. And and like she's so uh, she's got such tunnel vision on her goal that she doesn't really see how she affects other people, which is consistent for her character throughout. Yes. But it, this is one of the times where she's like, man, this was just mean and not cool. So, uh, yeah. So Anne leaves to get um, a, a sub sandwich for Andy. Um, 
and the sub sandwich consists of meatball and ham and cool ranch chips. So those are the things that we know Anne is getting. I love that and, too, because Andy's not even, he's barely in this episode, but even when he is like on the phone, it's like, he's doing something disgusting. Like, can I get a sandwich with ham and meatballs? It's like, I, I don't even know if they can do that. Right. right. So, so even if he's not in the scene, he's still being really gross, which is, I, I thought was fantastic. Right. Now, the other side of this is if you, you know, we only see what, what the cameras show us, mm-hmm. but Anne is dressed up like she's going to prom. Um, but she's also going to stop at Subway on her way home to get the sandwich. Right. Subway does not have a drive through. She's going to have to go inside a subway dressed like she's going to prom. To uh, <laughs> to order this disgusting sandwich. Which I think is hilarious. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, and then, then it cuts to Tom and Mark at the bar, and Tom is uh, wearing a ridiculous orange hat um, because he's trying to peacock, which is also the name of the NBC streaming service coming soon. Um, yeah, good, so he's peacock. Good t- they really thought that out. Right. They planted I'm- the seed way back in 2009. Wow. Mark, that's market. That's dedication to the marketing team right there. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so, but Mark, uh, Tom's goal is try to learn from Mark who is trying, who is like super suave. Right. And everything Tom's doing is not working. And as you know, if we just follow this thread through, um, Mark has no interest in helping Tom, but also even as he's talking to the, the, the the women at the bar he's like i'm over this this is dumb this is stupid yeah. he just leaves he wants more he wants more than just the 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 girls in the bar so and what i think is great here too is that tom makes this comment about how if picking up um you know girls at bars if there's no a, a tell us in a word for that you would have won it several times and there's a there's something coming up, which I just think is great. So they they plant all these little things in here for this this one shot, which I love coming up. So so Mark Mark gets out of there and he heads back, and uh, yeah, I, yeah, that was good. Okay, um, what what shot are you talking about that you love? Is it back at the banquet? Yeah. Yeah, but okay. it, was, it was just coming up later because um, at this point, Leslie goes back and apologizes, goes back to Anne's house. Well, no, well, we haven't seen Leslie actually try to do the, she tried to employ the blackmail. And it goes terribly because Janine like, is like, what do you want? Uh, and yeah. Leslie, Leslie then realizes like, oh, this was not good. What I did is wrong. And she panics and she can't like actually like, you know follow through with the the threat the quid pro quo if you will Hmm. um and so she panics and janine throws water in her face and says get out of here and Leslie's like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry and then leslie leaves and then goes to ann's house that's right and as as leslie's leaving um mark comes to uh back to the, the banquet looking for that something more right which we don't know what that really is yet but he knows it's not the girls at the bar. Right. And at that point, that's that's that shot coming in. Um, but Leslie is starting to talk about how um, 
she says that the people who win awards aren't always the best people. And as that voiceover, as she's saying that, they cut to a, a shot of Mark entering the empty ballroom. And there's a picture of her mom who is being, uh, you know, getting this Tellison award. And then Tom had made the comment about getting a Tellison style awards for picking up, you know, girls at bars. <clears throat> and so I just thought it was really cool to kind of tie all that together in that one shot and saying like, yeah, the people who win these awards aren't great speaking about to her, her mom and, and even Mark. And then also just the fact that the, Marlene knows that she's not a great person because she says the people who win Tellison awards are terrible people. And if she's getting one, what does that make her? Right. And yet Leslie's still like so starry eyed about her mom. She doesn't, she doesn't see that in the beginning and it takes this whole thing, whole, you know, debacle for her to realize that if she's going to win, she's going to win it the right way. And that's where I think, and and during this episode, yeah, she was a terrible person and you could see how the, the power is corrupting Leslie, but then she gets out of it right at the end. And that's why that, that water in the face kind of like wakes her up to the fact that, Hey, I'm, this isn't who I am. This isn't the way I want to do things, which I'm really glad that he did that. And they didn't mess around with that throughout her arc, her story arc, um, because she has so much more to offer. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like the water in her face is a baptism of sorts. (laughs) It's a moment of repentance. Sure. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure nobody has ever made that connection before. And there's probably a lot of good reasons. So, but that's why people uh, come here. That's that's exactly. why they listen. Exactly. You went to film school. Sure. I went to Bible school. We're bringing these things together. That's right. So, yeah. Um, if we ever do have a conversation with uh, Greg Daniels or Mike Schur, who were co-writers of this episode, I will ask them: Was that a baptism? <laughs> Are you guys Lutheran, Presbyterian? Do you sprinkle? Is a dunk? sprinkling? Yeah. What do you do? What do you do, Mike? Yeah, it's interesting that she didn't, she splashed it in her face. She didn't pour it over top of her head. And I think that really symbolizes the, you know, what, what denomination they're really trying to, you know, I'll I'll let you guys decide which is which, but yeah. A lot of people don't know this, but there is a whole tradition of aggressive baptisms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you, if you study church history, it's in, it's in there. I think my favorite is the Nacho, Nacho Libre Libre style. Exactly. Just, Just dunk him when they're not looking. How come you have not been baptized? Man, I love that movie. That movie is so good. Um, okay, so Anne Lee, uh, Leslie leaves, goes back to Anne's house to try to apologize, to reconcile. And they have a moment of truth um, where it's like, yeah, you know what? Some of the things you said, I have to consider. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Leslie uh, and Anne are coming to understand each other better. But also to like, Anne is starting to see that, you know what, Andy's, Andy's not great. He's not a good fit for Anne. Um, and so they hug and they're sitting there on the couch and Andy comes out on his crutches and he's like, he's mad because it looks like Anne is hugging a dude in their house. <laughs> and so, uh, because of Leslie's haircut. And so. And all of they these, snide, yeah, all of these snide remarks or just the little comments like Tom saying, you're the man, Leslie, and just all, <laughs> all the stuff throughout the piece that she ignores. And then it's Andy, Andy at the end, who just basically just comes out and says it. I thought you were a dude, you know, like, <laughs> and she still looks at the camera like, I, I don't know, you know, yeah. 
It's great. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, and then uh, I love the last scene with Leslie. Uh, after this, there's a, a scene with Tom at the bar trying to convince girls that they like the color orange because of his hat. Um, but before that, there's a scene where this is the first time we learn anything about Leslie's dad. Yeah. When uh, she says that uh, <laughs> her dad lives in Florida in a cemetery. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> lives in Florida in a cemetery. So I don't know what happened there. Um, because if Leslie's in Indiana, you know, raised in Pawnee and uh, how did her dad get to Florida? Was there a divorce with Marlene and her dad? What happened? Was he maybe, on a business trip and he died? I don't know. Maybe he tried to trade babies for land. It all comes back around. It all comes back around. So, yeah. So that's the banquet. It was a a fun episode. Yeah. That where I didn't like people, uh, but there were some good jokes. Got to know Ron more. And I was like, I like Ron. Mm-hmm. Ron's the best part of this episode. He doesn't really cause any trouble. So was there any uh, trivia, any, th- any tidbits that you picked up as you were thinking and preparing for this recording? No. Good. I looked also and I found one thing where Anne is calling Andy or calling Andy. And you can see in the background that um, April. April is like sneering at Anne. Like we don't know why April doesn't like Anne, uh, but it seems like she just doesn't like her at all. And that's it. That was the trivia. I'm like, oh, lame trivia. So. Yeah. Anyway, end on a high note there, Jason. So (laughs) that's what I'm good at. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, yeah. Season episode five, season one in in the can next week. Episode six, season one. uh, There's going to be so much great character development happening in this next episode. Uh, So many, so many great threads coming together. It will be great. I'm looking forward to it. So me too. We're going to see. A rock show. We're going to see people really learning to walk again. Mm. And, really, uh, really selling it. So c- yeah. make, make sure you come back for that. Next week on a very special Parks and Recreation, as talked about by Parks and Conversation. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, that's that then, right? Yeah, I think I think we covered it. So Cool, man. All right. All right. Well. Enjoy the Seattle Dragons game tomorrow or whenever you see that. And uh, I don't even know if they're playing tomorrow. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll uh, catch you next time. All right. So, sounds good. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye.